Welcome everyone to the latest Divine Spark podcast. This is our third in the spring series and we're actually really fired up. I don't think that's uh, uh, too less a word to say um, about what we're going to speak to today. But first I want to say hello to my co-facilitator, my partner in crime, Sarah Lee. Welcome Sarah Lee. Uh, Kia ora, beautiful Kim. Gosh, I'm excited about this podcast. Me too. It's such an important one, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. It is. So... If you've been listening to our previous podcasts, you'll be you'll be well aware that they are really disturbing the comfortable. Sarah Lee says that in class with our students, and she's absolutely right. We, we're not going out to disturb the comfortable, but what we're actually bringing in is a clarity that is really going to smash through paradigms, misunderstandings, misconceptions about what the spiritual path is, what embodiment is what enlightenment is and what it's effing not I was gonna say and what it isn't (laughs) yeah 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 because there's so much if you look around the world right now hey there's so much misinformation about everything it's like we're little wee babies and children that have been born into this new tool of consciousness which is the internet, which is social media and all of those platforms that we've got to express ourselves. But what we've done is because we're babies and we're new to all of this, we've gone, it's all out there, but we're not good at discerning what's real and what's not. Discernment is a a, a gift of wisdom that comes through experience and being very, very grounded and, and very, very aware Again, you know, of what's real and what's not. Hey, and um, Sarah Lee is a reader, tarot reader, and a healer, uh, and a practitioner, uh, and a counselor in her own right. Uh, And she is all, I share all those qualities with her. We do very, very similar work. And would you say, Sarah Lee, that the majority of misunderstandings that when people come to you with issues or problems, would you see that, say that you see, you know, this misunderstanding of, of these spiritual principles out there often? Oh, gosh, yeah, because um, to, to someone who's seeking, you know, healing and help, um, it's some of these realms are really attractive because they're advertised as, as as an attractive thing to draw you in first and foremost, you know, um, and 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 people are desperate, so yes. they'll, they'll go to any lengths to take on any form of uh, healing to make them feel better, and so they're actually at a really um, what's the word? Not not naive, you know. When you're vulnerable, they're yeah. in a really vulnerable, vulnerable place and state, which yeah. which is actually quite a scary place to be, especially if. Um, you're hurting and you, no. you just want a solution. You just want no. a solution to the pain, you know. Um, and so when when I get clients that, that talk to me about all, um, all these um, communities and pages and websites and things that are offering all these things, but I, it's a so, much, so much money and we have to hand over this and then I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that, I'm, I'm always saying to them, you have to have some discernment. Like don't just hand your money over and, you know, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's a scary place to be, and it's a scary world at the moment where those things are everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. So the average yeah. human being, counting myself as one of them, <laughs> um, has to employ that discernment. We have to know what it is, mm. and we have to make sure that we're employing it every step of this process, don't we? Oh, so yeah. well said. Well, so the topic for this podcast is going to be twin flames, <laughs> twin flame relationships, because over the years as a reader, I don't know how many people, and I have to say, I want to preface this by saying that I was absolutely caught in this trap without a, a, a word of a lie. I was absolutely caught in the trap of believing in twin flames, wanting to know all the information I could, believing <laughs> on more than one occasion that I was engaged in such a dynamic only to find every time and it was only through pain uh, up until this current relationship I'm in now which I completely is a completely different experience um but up until then because of my belief in the twin soul and the twin flame not you're absolutely right not only was I desperately seeking Susan if you like desperately seeking um, my mate whoever that would be um it allowed me to one and so I can speak from direct experience here. It allowed me to not take responsibility for just yeah. how bad it was getting because, you know, if this is your twin flame, oh, well, it's just lessons. And they're going to go away and have an epiphany and come back and it's going to be great. You you, you said the word naivety and I, you actually came back and said, no, I don't think it. Yes, yes. there is. Yeah. But, but let's not confuse naivety with stupidity. Those yeah. are two different things. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It means that you're naive. You don't have the experience to know that what you think this is because no one's giving very good advice on relationships out there at the moment, let's be fair. You've got to really learn, and to be honest, because relationship today, our relationship with ourself, because that isn't recognised as important or even meaningful or even part of the process, then we're all going out like little children trying to look for someone to fill that gap um, that actually needs to be filled within our own heart and our own spirit and our own evolutionary need. Mm. And then the mirror shows up in front of us. That's when the tide turns. That's when the shift took place for me. But I'd spent years upon years upon years believing <laughs> in this person that was coming to oh and if someone had said to me oh but you're you're wanting someone to rescue you no they're not they're my twin flame it's a spiritual experience. you just don't know you just don't understand you don't understand the spiritual realms that I'm in yeah and I I, I don't want anyone listening to this podcast to spend the years and years and years oh. banging your heads against this brick fucking paradigm wall Get it, wake up and realize that it's a misunderstanding. What would you oh my God. say, Sarah this, this is why we've been drawn together to do the mahi that we do, Kim, because yeah. I can only speak from my experience and yours mirrors mine. Yeah. You know, my pain is a fucking great motivator and nothing motivated me more than the pain of being fooled into the idea of a twin flame. Correct. To the point where, you know, I even went back around full circle and tried to go back with my ex-husband at one point, like what the actual, you know, like it was in, insane. And and I was fooled into that trap of that twin flame, um, soul-connecting, bounded um, 
jargon and crap that they sell you when they when they tell you that this is actually a thing and and um oh, and and I was just bypassing stuff that I didn't want to see I was just okay. bypassing work I wasn't ready to fucking do you know yeah and, yeah in turn of bypassing the work that I really needed to do and the the denial that I was in and the things that I didn't want to see, um, all I did was allow um, unacceptable behaviour to to be constantly in that relationship. I was accepting things that I should never have been accepting on a, any level, you know, yeah. And yeah. because, you know, uh, uh, we're destined. <laughs> and oh. because... Um, we went to burn each other down in this lifetime. This is just one of those moments where, you know, I'm like, oh. these are high minded ideals. Yeah. Really and you have to have there. a thick skin for these really oh. strong connections, you know, and all this yeah. shit. All it yeah. did was um, allow me to be a doormat in a relationship for longer than I needed to be. And, and not, not solve the other person. It had not, nothing to do with him. It was yeah. all to do with me and my my um, desperate need for it to be true because yeah. I just wasn't ready to, to face and see the things that I needed to to see. Same, you know, same um, totally. I do know. I, look, and I think, too, it's worth saying that, you know, the, these words that we're not using are very loaded, you know, uh, that, sorry, yeah. that we are using are very loaded, naivety, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and, and let's look at foolishness, the fool and the tarot. We mm. don't know what we don't know. Let's remember that we've got a whole unconscious mm. uh, energy. Our unconscious mind is ruling 90% of our behavior. So unconsciously, mm. there's a deep, deep need in a woman or a man that's desperate. And we, that's not a judgment either, but it is a reflection of how we felt. That desperate need to feel loved. That mm. desperate need to feel whole. So that was in itself that is the mechanism uh, mm. that need is is not the unholy part of that that's the sacred part of that so let's just mm. make that really clear if you're yeah. feeling desperate for love if you're feeling desperate for that connection if you're feeling really really um what's the word just the need for that is all consuming that's not the problem in itself the misunderstanding is where you will find that because you will never find that outside of yourself until you have found it within your own self that love and that need and that desperation is to reconnect with you on all oh, of those God, levels that's, that's the, the misunderstanding yeah and and as you said before to the other thing that really had home to me and what you just said was believing that love is enough the one oh. thing that kicked my ass <laughs> all around town <laughs> in all the oh. ways that I needed it to was when someone very gently but very powerfully reminded me love is not enough now probably half of the podcast switched off by now because they've gone oh, yes it is what are you talking about love's enough of course it's enough it's everything it's the defining it's the divine well guess what you're misunderstanding how love works absolutely and there's a movie that everyone should watch that is actually called when love is not enough wow yep and it's and it's lois's story the oh. founder of alcoholics anonymous bill his wife it's his story it's her story yeah and it's called when love is not enough and I did not um, know that. yeah it's oh. it's it's an amazing book and it's an amazing movie and i think that every woman that's always thought and gosh i'm so guilty of this and i could back and 
back into that trap if I'm not keeping up with my spiritual daily rituals and yes. tools that are grounded and rooted in fucking reality. Yeah. I can get I can get floating away into that old way of thinking and old way of being that served me really well when I was in denial for many years. Right. It's like, um, yeah, I watched that movie. Yeah. 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 It's really confronting and it's really helpful. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Sarah Lee, I love that. So, it, you know, I guess what that speaks to too is that there are other people like us that have woken up out of the trance of twin fucking flames. You know, we're not the only ones. There are other people no. out there that have. So we're not, we haven't just kind of like, um, you know, decided that this was just a good idea to talk about. There is a real no. resurgence of God. understanding yeah. why this is so harmful. One of the people that we love and that we will talk about often uh, on these podcasts is a gentleman in Canada by the name of Jeff Brown and he's really one of our absolute favorite authors and teachers oh. really isn't he and Sarah oh. Lee shared some passages in one of his books just before we came on and I want her to share uh, there's three really really pivotal passages in his one of his latest books that really speak to what we're talking about here so let's hear from Jeff Brown what's the name of the book Sarah Lee? So this passage with Jeff Brown is out of his book called uh, Grounded Spirituality. Perfect. Um, he's actually, he's got many books that, um, you know, we love and and, um, and recommends to anybody and everybody. But um, this one in particular, I was, I was just like, oh. <laughs> so this is what it's here. This is what Jeff Brown says about Twin Flames. <laughs> Twin flames is one of the most dangerous disillusional terms in the spiritual world. It is little solid ground and often attracts new cages with very poor boundaries who desperately want to believe that their unhealthy relationship is soul-sponsored. Maybe it is, but that doesn't mean it is healthy or sustainable. The moment someone says that they are in a twin flame relationship, I suggest that they buy a fire extinguisher and a burn kit because they're going to need it. <laughs> what I love about him is he's so funny. He's like us. You've got to employ humour, don't you? Because this can oh. be very heavy. Now, Jeff Brown is a Jeff Brown is a psychotherapist, one of the best. He works in body embodiment, entrainment, understanding how to ground these grounded embodied. That's right, grounded embodiment. And he believes that the body is the vector for our enlightenment. We don't become enlightened through our mind we don't become enlightened through these high-minded ideas or ideals we have to feel it to heal it and this is where a lot of the new healers are coming but seriously that was so pivotal what sticks out in that for you what is one thing in that passage that really speaks to you more than anything else I've got something but I'll, oh, I'll first there's so much speak to me like I lived it I was like yeah. I fucking I got burnt down by the fire you know like that I got I I got burned down. My kids got burned. I got burned. It was like um, I didn't have the fire extinguisher, yeah. you know. Um, but it says one of the ones that I what I thought up here where is it? The disillusion. I yes. was like, that's what that was the word for me when I first read that. When I was like, I was completely disillusioned. Yeah. Can you read the first sentence again? The the because the new after the new cage because something I just have to go back to that to be reminded there's, again. 
twin flames is one of the most dangerous disillusional terms in the spiritual world. It has little solid ground and often attracts new cages with poor boundaries. And so new cages, people that might not know what new cages are, um, Kim, do you want to tell them... um, Yes. So Jeff Brown has this wonderful, after years and years and years and years of being a psychotherapist, he, um, and of course you and I do very similar work to him, um, he identified a term that he calls new, new cage spirituality, which is the new age ideas that have really sprung up mm-hmm. from an ideology that's grounded more in ego, it's grounded more in money. It's grounded more in some, it's actually a very Christian idea. I've done a wee bit of research on this. It's a very Christian base. It's, it's really well hidden, but it's mm. a real Christian idea of becoming ah, an angel, enlightened. I'm enlightened. It negates the body. It negates everyday experience. And it puts you in your top two chakras or in the top two parts of your head your crown chakra everything's about enlightenment and the chakra and being up on the cemetery of the eighth sun and there's no guts there's no no bones there's no real life energy into in that and it's such a dangerous idea and what you said about boundaries that's the part that I was wanting to speak to and this is not judging anyone this is just saying this is so dangerous because actually this is where mental unwellness can take yeah. hold. This is where addiction can take hold. And we don't just mean to drugs or alcohol. You no. become addicted to toxic people, toxic dynamics, toxic ways of interrelating. And that's all bound up in this new cage yeah. because what it does is it cages, it arrests your life it arrests your spiritual development and puts you in jail it puts you in a cage it just completely negates what we are here for and who we really are that human heartfelt experience in a moment moment experience it bypasses like you say it's the great game of bypassing and most people in the spiritual community are playing that game but they are and and I, you know, like I think of the disillusionment and the, and and how I I, it's like I was so uh, desperate for it to be true yeah. that you know I could tick the boxes when you looked up twin flames and it was like oh yes oh no yes that makes all you know, and then you know um, reading <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Brown's work and and then he he talks about the new cage connection are are actually wound mates. And That's I was right. like, oh, wound mate. Oh, God, what's that? Oh, you know, and so I researched into wound mates and it was like, oh, but I can tick all those boxes. Too. <laughs> That's know? right. Have you got another quote on the wound mates too? And I want to also, we need to come back around before, after that too and talk about boundaries yes, because what yeah. you said there is pivotal. People that are engaged in this kind of new cage idealism, because that's what it is, and let's just be really esoteric for a moment. The Pisces, which is 
the uh, energy of Pisces we've just come out of since the year 2000 was the era 2000 years of Pisces esoterically in astrology will tell you that we've just come out of the realm of Pisces we're moving into the realm of Aquarius now Pisces was the idealism the idealist you know the guru Mm. the um, person that you had to go to to get enlightenment whether that was a partner or some guru sitting on a hill Aquarius is now all about community, all about embodiment. So you can see where we're all shifting to. Yeah, yeah. You and I are just kicking down the door <laughs> to the to the age of Aquarius. Out of that. So if you're listening to this and going, oh, far out, that's me, but I'm still in it. At some level, Sarah Lee, would you say, because I absolutely would, that you know at some level that something's not right? Oh, hell yeah. When we were women were given wombs for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's like if if we it, it's in our wombs to know, it's in our bones to know. We just right. have to be quiet enough to 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 hear what what our teenager, what our body is, it knows, and so. That requires us dropping out from the top two inches of our heads and, and that disillusionment and up there in the spiritual spiritual ethos and down into our manawa, into our heart space, to then drop down again even further into our woman and into our intuition. And we absolutely oh. know. It's like, and and I knew, but but I was Dora the Ignorer. It was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't, you know, I was hanging, I was hanging on. For, it's called white knuckling. Yeah, you know when someone holds onto a rail and they hold on so tight and their yeah. knuckles go white. I was white knuckling. It was oh. like this I need this to be right. I need this to be true. This oh gosh, true. I love that analogy um, because that, that's where we can have so much compassion. So if you were listening to this, going, "Holy shit, this is me," or "This is just not long being me," but I'm starting yeah. to realise that this is not okay. Love oh. yourself even more there because oh, that's first, all about first. white knuckling means that you have got a very hefty, deep, broken heart. In your body that you run from and white knuckle and hold on to any spiritual fucking idea that makes you feel, even if it's just for a wee bit of time, like, oh, no, everything's okay. When it's actually not, you're being misled. Talk to us about um, that next quote, Cyrilie. What was that next quote? So new, new, yeah, wound mates. New cage connections are often wound mates. Acting enlightened and spiritual, but in reality are falling apart at the seams. Unboundaried, ungrounded, and controlled by all the unresolved issues that they have continued to avoid. Their desperate need to float above the fray actually causes them bypass the opportunity to do the real conscious work. That's exactly right, because that's what this is. And this, you will know that this is you, and I can speak again yeah. from experience, if you've got a desperate need to know the outcome of a connection. What's going to happen? What is he thinking? What is he feeling? What's going on? And there's a sense yeah. of fear the minute that they – because there's there's a degree of codependency that is wrapped Absolutely. around. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is actually healing at its deepest core yeah. uh, a codependency wound. 
Yeah. And, and I've heard women, even up until very recently, say to us, say to me, say to you, I'm sure too, oh, no, 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 I'm independent. I'm independent. This is just my, this is my twin flame, and and but I'm independent. No, in your head, you believe you are, but at your deepest level, you are not in your body. You're, you no. are detached from yeah. your bones. You are detached from your intuition that's screaming at you in any given given moment stop yeah god say that's stop the, that's the awakening language that you get sold you know but actually jeff brown talks about it's not awakening it's in awakening yeah in awakening and and i was when i first heard that i was like oh <laughs> anyone that talks about the awakening it's like actually it, he says it's in awakening because yeah. it's better begin with you inwardly first yes that's that's the work that's the grounded spirituality that's right um there was something that he said here spirituality is not just floaty and soft this allows manipulation to run amok that's what happens in those relationships yes. those flame, flame relationships um, real spirituality is a quest for truth in all its forms. Ah, oh, really, really it is. And sometimes we don't like the truth. What do we do with the truth? It pisses us off because it usually will have a double edge to it. That's the ace of swords. <laughs> It'll have a double edge to it, the truth. It'll piss us off. And well, it can set you free or it, set, it can set you, what was it? It set you free or set you running. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And this is the running from ourselves. Look, we've just yeah, don't want to stop. But do you know yeah. what happens when we stop, Sarah Lee? What is it? What happened to us when we stopped? Do you remember? Oh, I remember. Oh God, I remember so so plainly. Um, I was desperate though to the point where I, I got to the point where I thought I was gonna die from the broken heart. Like, and that was the truth. It was like um like that, that I, I was convinced that the pain that I was feeling that I would literally die from the pain. And even though I had three beautiful children, that that should have been enough for me to not go down that road. But I but I still did because yeah. it hurt the way that it hurt. But I had to surrender. Yeah. Like there was a moment of complete and utter surrender yeah. where I was like, I actually cannot do this on my own. And 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 that's when I employed a spiritual connection that I have have nourished over these last 10 years and nurtured and um, it saved my life. It wasn't another person. It was the power greater than me that did that. that. But through you, that power came through you. And so this is really important to understand. I I am only speaking from my experience, and I'd love to hear your um, response and reflections to this, but I believe through my own experience that if you are a woman or a man listening to this and you're identifying and resonating with it and going, oh, my God, that's where I am, that's my story, this is me right now, and I'm really afraid to stop, I'm white-knuckling, like Sis said, that's such a powerful analogy, I'm white-knuckling, I'm desperate to know that love exists for me in the world, all of that stuff. If you're really afraid to stop, then that's showing you that you need to. If that's where the fear starts to trigger, that's showing you where you need to. Would you agree that the most sacred experience within that is for a time, and who's to say how long that's going to be, you need to be alone? Oh, my God. that's par- That was paramount for me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, because I had to strengthen my relationship with myself. Correct. I can't have a healthy relationship outside of me yep. with any people, place, or thing unless I have a really solid, grounded, rooted relationship with myself. Yes. You know, um, and so it was like I had anything and everything outwardly that I was pouring outward into this person. I, I then had to just bring it all back in full circle. Yeah. I had to, I had to embody all that love and nurturing and, and constant time and effort and everything back into myself. Cause yeah. I was broken. Like, yeah. like literally, you know, and, um, it, years on my own. Um, and, and the lesson came back round to meet me again a few years yeah, ago. It does. Yeah. Yep. To say, what's changed? Are you ready? Do you love yourself enough this time? What's oh changed? God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that happened to me too, Sarah Lee. That's what I mean. Years upon years. And look, we, we don't know. Maybe that's what's meant to happen. Maybe we're meant to actually go through. And I suspect that we are on some level. But as we move in deeper and deeper into this energy of Aquarius, people that, that have done the heavy, heavy lifting <laughs> of getting it wrong and doing it consciously and feeling the pain, you and I that are kicking down the spiritual doors, um, we want the result of that to be that other people don't have to. Maybe they do have to feel the pain. You will have to feel the pain, but you have to catch it sooner. There's a beautiful quote that one of my spiritual teachers taught me years ago um, where they said, pain and you said it before as well pain is an evolutionary force it is there at the heart of your experience in life to grow you to trigger you to move you beyond who you currently believe yourself to be it is the one thing that will level you it's like the tower moment in in a reading pain is and I believe Buddha may have said that at one stage too. Pain is its own evolutionary machine. Suffering is a choice. The choice. Oh my God! Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I, suffering. I used to laugh about it too when people would yep. say, "Oh gosh, this happened. Oh, you're okay." And I'm like, "Oh well, you know, pain's a great motivator." Gotta <laughs> learn from, you know, and, and that became like a mantra for me because yeah. it, it did. Nothing motivated me more motivated me more and thankfully I was in a fellowship where um I learned really quickly that suffering was a choice yeah you know and yeah. and that's where the power was was knowing that I freaking had a fucking choice that's right you know because in that in that chaos and that trauma and that all the shit that comes with um you know being disillusioned in that in that twin flame twin flame <laughs> relationship twin flame fuckery let's call it what it is <laughs> Oh, do you know what Jeff Brown says? Let's go. It's either, oh, my God, this is great. Bring them in. It's either (laughs) enrollment or in bullshitment. (laughs) Say that again because I was busy laughing. What was that? It can be enrollment or in bullshitment. Pick your path. (laughs) (laughs) Fuckery? Not (laughs) fuckery. (laughs) I even laughed. I even love that he said, pick your path, because yeah. right then, even the fact, because for me, the path is straight and narrow, and for me, all I am in control of is my path and no one else's, and, yeah. and taking responsibility 
for you know you on your path is letting it begin with you first and that was what saved my life is is letting it begin with me first and um and strengthening that relationship within me through um adopting a power greater than me who i choose to call god um uh you know all and and it's my idea of um what that is and 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 um and that's what brought me back to loving myself and knowing myself and 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 strengthening that connection and now i know without a shadow of a doubt fuck i won't ever put myself in a position where i would sell myself for someone else in that un, in such an unhealthy ungrounded yes um, way. We, we all play the prostitute and i know that's yeah. a very triggering word that's what it is it is we all unconsciously have an archetype of the prostitute whether we know it or yeah. not now yeah. the rest of the podcast switched off now i'm just kidding <laughs> but we do we, we, we do what's that <laughs> I reckon, see, I think that people would have switched on more with that statement yeah. because actually that's that's another whole podcast we're speaking of. It is, <laughs> it is. And let's, let's, you know, we're not saying prostitute as, um, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, if you really dig into prostitute, there, there are prostitutes, you know, and there's a masculine, uh, uh, that's a loaded word, isn't it, prostitute? Because the masculine idea of prostitute is a woman who sells herself for money. That's not what we're talking about. There are some very empowered women that are choosing and, and living through that archetype in a very healthy way there are some that aren't the majority aren't but there are some that for whatever reason choose to be so we're not here to judge that as a profession or as a choice people make that's not what we're saying what we're saying is that the archetype of the prostitute where we are unconscious to what we constantly give away our value our self-esteem our world our, yeah. our, our spirit, our vitality, we unconsciously are giving all of that away when we start agreeing with these very dangerous ideas. And twin flame is one of them. Because what if the misunderstanding is that the twin flame journey is our divine masculine inside of us, the masculine side of us, yeah integrating, falling in love with, fusing, engaging, integrating the feminine side of us, that is the sacred marriage, that is the sacred love that takes time, that takes cultivation, we have to fall back in love with ourselves and reignite that spark of divinity with the divine, whatever we choose to call God, the divine, that's the sacred marriage right there and then once you really fully allow that to... um, be experienced in your everyday life in lots of different ways and all the ways that you show up guess what happens because it happened to me and walked Matt and he walked and there's the you know it's not perfect we have our moments but I tell you what it's not hard work and there's a synergy and there's a spiritual bond. So it's not that you've got that wrong. It's that you've got a misunderstanding. Yeah. And, and how I know that this was so different is that the flow completely opened up. I wasn't afraid. There was little moments at the start where I was like oh, checking my checking my fear, checking my impulses, checking all those things because I'd been alone for long enough to know that they were important. I'd gotten to know myself to the degree that I realized what was mine 
and what wasn't, what was real and what wasn't. I tested those theories out on my own. And so that by the time he stepped in, I was like, oh, it did take me a minute because it does, because you're testing a new reality. But I was much more aware of where my healing needed to continue and what was mine. And I stopped projecting, which is what I did in the past. I noticed when I didn't project, he didn't project. That just gave a completely different experience to the relationship. And that's when love can take hold. And that's where love can ground. And that's where love can stay. Oh, that's true. beautiful. I thank God every day for what I've found. But I tell you what, I've got the bruises to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that gives me hope. That gives me oh, Sarah Lee. And do you know what? I think there was something in me, and I think it's important to speak to this as well. There was something in me that was always aware that I was going to experience this. It's not about finding him. It's not about him completing me. It's the experience of what we have that I felt in myself first. So there was always something in me that just knew, call it destiny. You spoke of that earlier. Call it a knowing. And most people listening to this podcast will be like, I do know. But what you're doing is you're trying to speed up the process of something that happens in its own timing in its own way and usually at a time that is completely nothing to do with you and anything you've done. (laughs) You've got to step out of the way almost in in that respect, don't you? You do. (laughs) You do. And you do. And 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 it's it's something that surpasses your understanding of what it is. You wouldn't want to know what's going to happen in two months' time. You wouldn't want to because oh, there's God, no. a specialness to it. You wouldn't yeah. want to preempt yeah. anything. There's such a sacredness to it when it arrives that you just go, oh, I can finally let go. I can finally let go and allow this to grow me. And that is the definition of a soul-spirit-based relationship. But you don't. Your your heart knows, too. Yes, it does. Your your heart knows. Like um, Jeff Brown says, it's the heart that knows the path. Yeah. The the mind that is just there to organise the steps. Oh, so true. You know? True. I do. I do know. And like I say, I, I want what we're what we're not sitting here on our high horse, you know, going, You guys have got it wrong. You, <laughs> you may do, but we're not taking any delight in that. We want you to have this experience that you know in your heart, you may this desperation may be driven from a deep, deep knowing that you can experience it. Often it is, but your misunderstanding understanding the journey that's all it is yep that's it yep i mean <laughs> my job my job <laughs> oh sarah lee <laughs> so and we survived you? and we survived yes, yes we did you and know? in fact it does it deepens you like all of that pain yeah. i suffered i was oh over here, over there, oh my god, anybody would listen. I was telling my woe is me stories to, mm. and you start to realize that people don't want to know. They don't, don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and fair enough, 
bathtub and it's like, oh, they don't care about me. You know, you can really slip into this victim awareness really easily. Oh, that's so disempowering too. Very. That's a disempowering place to be. Yeah. And it, it's a freaking hard place to be, that pity pot, you know, and, and climb. Because I know what that's, oh, my God, I used to swim in it. Like, you know, um, like that yeah, was yeah. like a daily chore. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I haven't wallowed today. <laughs> Oh my god! But you lose friends and family fast. Like they start avoiding yeah. them like the plague because yeah. it's like, oh, she comes over But um, you know, it's a really awful place to get stuck in. And so, but but when I realised, like there was a really defining moment when I realised that it was a choice. Yes. To either sit in that and and wallow, or or to choose a different way of being, I was like, ah. Oh. It was a really empowering place to be, so and and I didn't I, I didn't want to be a victim. Like I got sick yeah. of I got sick of being it, so I had to, you know, um, put my big girl knickers on and do the work. You know, <laughs> and it was work. It was hard work, but I showed up for myself daily, and I only had to do it one day at a time because yes. that's all we've got, and that's the yes. solution. Yes, if we had to. If we had to sit here and go, this, you know, this is really hard work, everybody, strap in. This is going to be awful. This is going to take fucking years. I mean, no one's going to want to sign up to help yeah. themselves yeah. if they if they hear it in that terms. But yeah. if you hear it in, in, the, in the idea of you just have to keep your head where your feet are today, yeah. in this present moment today, and cope yeah. with what you've got in front of you, just for this moment because yes. that's all we've got and you bring it down to to the present moment it's more manageable yes. it's doable you can take your next breath and your next step and it not be so treacherous and hard and heavy and burdened really? it's just one step at a time one day at a time one breath at a time yeah and and you'll get through it well you know? and the divine moves in those moments too yeah. the divine is constantly yeah. wanting for you what you want for you and what we want for you the divine will meet you in those moments what you're doing when you're bypassing yeah. when you're bypassing and you're not even aware of it. Remember that most of this is unconscious. When yeah. you're bypassing, when you're denying, when you're in denial, and, oh, I'm going to go and party with the girls. I don't want to feel my pain. I'm off to party. I'm off to have drinks with the girls. Oh, it's so good to be single. Denial, denial, denial. If you're in denial, if you're in bypass, if you're in victim consciousness, it's all his fault. He yep. did it again. Shame, shame, yep. Yep. If you are addicted to your story and the drama that is coming from the story of the nightmare that you're living, and don't get us wrong, it doesn't mean that you're not in pain, and it doesn't mean that what you're experiencing isn't sacred. It is. That's not what we're saying. But if you're addicted to telling everyone who will listen to your side of the story, to your side of the street, to the fact that blah, 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 then it's a really good moment to stop. Stop, 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 stop. And to listen to what the divine is actually working really hard in any given moment to get your attention to. And it'll often be a fuck ton of pain sitting in oh my the heart God. that you just don't want to feel. But as Jeff Brown will tell us, you have to feel it. You have to embody this to heal it, to move it out through and beyond so that you can become the person 
who, when true love comes, true love doesn't just land in our lap. This is Disney. This is friggin' every movie you've watched. Oh, God. That's a whole other story, isn't it? You know, we're conditioned. Remember this? We're heavily conditioned to believe in this friggin' idea. But Disney needs shot because... Because it's, well, I, you know, except for the Frozen one, because Frozen came along and gave us a love story that was about two sisters, and I was oh. like, ah. so the happily ever after wasn't the Prince Charming, and she didn't end up with. So oh. that I was kind of like, oh, okay, so you're changing a little bit the narrative. So, yeah, yeah, the narrative and the love story was actually between the, the two sisters. Oh, which I was like, oh, thank fuck Disney because that whole Prince Charming <laughs> thing on the horse. Oh, I can sue you. <laughs> but what's really interesting is, you know, the Grimm's fairy tales, those tales have been usurped by Christian religion and by the patriarchy because they were never about Prince Charming. And oh, so God, no. they were actually, that was the achemical marriage, exactly what we're talking about. If you trace those stories right back to their, uh, their origins, that, that narrative was changed, just like the Bible. You know, there is a force at work in our world that wants to keep us in this desperation, and you and I are kicking its fucking door down. <laughs> anyway, those, those tales, they're still told in the truest forms in Russia. Yes. In Russia, they still tell them in all their honest, obscene, yes. profound, that yeah, they're told truthfully. They're one of the only places in the world that are actually told wow. those stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So where have we come to, Sarah Lee, and what is the medicine that people can start to employ, like you said, in this hour, in this moment, and in every hour from here, what is the medicine that people can take away from this to start employing if this has really resonated for them? Even if it's not currently happening now, if they know their last relationship was all about this or even the one before, what can they start to employ? to let it begin with them first and foremost let it begin with them and um and it's and it sounds cliched but it's the self-love that's what's that's the medicine here it's like the love that you're so willingly giving and freely giving outwardly to all those relationships it's like that effort and time that you constantly took to pour out of you into those those relationships you need to bring it back and and into yourself you, you know that's what you need to embody that same love that you so willingly gave so freely back to you you have to let it begin with you first that's the beginning of um the self-love journey that's really needed to heal from the deep wounding and the deep pain that these relationships can cause Absolutely. Well said. And I think, too, if I was going to add anything to that, because that's just such a perfect place to leave the podcast, but if I was going to add anything to that, um, it would be that you don't have to make the great leap of going from believing in a twin flame, believing in true love and chasing that. You don't have to take that leap and go from there to being fully grounded and embodied and and, and experiencing that. In fact, that's not going to happen. But if you can just live for a time with the thought, maybe I don't know, maybe that's not true. If you can challenge that thought, that ideology, that idea, and just allow the divine room to show you what's real and what's not, 
from a, a far more, like you said, Sarah moment-by-moment experience rather than uh, thinking you've got it all figured out, this is exactly what it is, I know what this is. What if it would? What would it be like to just say, I don't know, I don't know, I yeah. just don't know? And, and listen to that tiny voice in the yeah. pit of your stomach that you know is there. Listen to what it's saying. And, and, and if you can't hear it, ask it. Yes. But ask it to speak louder because that's what's um, asking. It's requiring you to really listen to the intuition because it's actually already happening within you. That's right. It's just that we have to um, be quiet enough inside to actually hear what it's been trying to tell us. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And mm. it, 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 that unknowing place too, as well as being a place of quietness and peace, I mean, you can feel it already in our voices. When, when you bring mm. to the, when you invoke that energy of peace and quietness, it makes you humble mm. because the minute you think you know, the minute you've got it figured out, the minute you think you're more clever than God <laughs> or the divine, uh, because you know this is twin flame. You know you're meant to be. You know that anything that's coming is just learning, blah, 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 blah. You've lost your humbleness. You've lost yeah. your ability to let the divine actually speak. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's it. Oh, what a beautiful um, place to yeah. leave it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What a beautiful place to leave it, Kim. Oh, so true. Yeah. Oh, look, we've been here, Sarah Lee. We're not getting on our high horses. We're saying we lived this. We know. Thankfully, mm. we've moved beyond and through, um, and we want you to as well to do that. Uh, but please know this is brought with a lot of love, and um, we will see you again in a Sunday fortnight's time. And if you haven't listened to, like we said before, the podcasts before this, do go back and have a look because you'll see there's a few uh, misunderstandings in this initial spring series uh, that we are wanting to dispel and if you want to know more about us go to divinespark.net www.divinespark.net have a look in there and see really your pages are um, shine the light in the dark places. That's what we're doing. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you um, got a little gold nugget of wisdom out of our corridor. Um, it's always a real pleasure to share um, my story. Uh, as ugly and funny and and uh, real, <laughs> it real, it real. <laughs> Hell yes, we're just yeah. two Kiwi girls kicking down the doors. <laughs> I love it, Kim, and I would do it with no one else but you. So Same. <laughs> okay, everyone, we'll see you again in a fortnight. We'll hear you. Okay, Bye. Bye.